Welcome back to Something Different Season 3! I'm Andrew. I'm Zaya. And as Isaiah just said, we are back for Season 3. What you're listening to right now is uh, Kerncraft, which is... Er, it it's, is uh, not Four Clubbers, which is, in fact, not tonight's episode. Mm-hmm. However, it's just too dank to not play. Yeah. No laser tag music tonight. But what we do have is pretty good instead. We have educational music. Get ready. And it should be pretty good. I hope you guys came ready to learn because there's a lot of topics we're going to have to hit upon tonight. Mm -hmm. Of course, we originally were considering doing school, but we figured we would get back to the basics of doing real genres, and educational is kind of actually a genre. So, Yes. So... Our first extremely educational, very heartwarming, uh, really just nourishing emotionally song is a little ditty called Hot for Teacher by Van Halen.
Wait a second, man. What do you think the teacher's gonna look like this year? WGMU. So, of course, that song was not actually educational, but we needed to start things off with one that mentioned a teacher. And one that was one that was pretty educated. normal. Yeah, and they, yeah. They also often educate, however, uh, not Eddie Van Halen. Apparently, he spent a lot of his time staring at them, not listening to them, 
Um, and I, I've never understood that because I think my whole time in school, maybe even in college, all of my teachers have been at least 30 to 40 years older than me or men or both, which is the best. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get what Eddie's saying here. I've never had an attractive teacher. Well, that's why we got to become substitutes. That's true. If we become substitute teachers, then kids will never be able to say that they haven't at one point in their life had attractive teachers. That's true. It's yeah, that's pretty critical. We got to we got to get on that that ball game. We got to get all up in the uh, substitute classrooms. Um, I just really want to put movies on. I don't want to teach kids anything. I think it'd be pretty fun to watch movies with like a third or fourth grade class. Have them fill out a worksheet. Well, to do third or fourth grade, I think you have to be like, you actually have to have a teaching license to substitute oh, really? those boys. That's because you have to like know how to not have children eat each other and stuff. <laughs> but you don't have to worry about that in high school. That's so true. You don't need like anything Usually. to do high school. Yeah. Well, still, did you ever have classes where they put on a movie and then you'd have to fill out a worksheet? Yes, I've was not had some like that in college. Are you serious? Basic. Well, not. Like a educational movie, not a oh, okay. not a real movie. They're not like putting on Pinocchio and being like, write about how this. Write <laughs> about how we have more class time left this semester than we're actually <laughs> needing. Yeah. I don't think I've had any other particularly young teachers either. Yeah. And this is probably like thirty, maybe once. Well, there you go. I guess so. <laughs> well, the one. Well, what? Oh no, I was gonna transition <laughs> go ahead we're still rusty it's it's we're coming hot off the summer but anyway you know what uh you know where else you, you don't learn a whole lot in the classroom especially if you're eddie van halen but you know where you do learn a whole lot you know where you get the most education i would say is pbs and what better show on pbs is there or was there to learn from to learn from than zoom WGMU. That was, of course, the song from Zoom, the time-honored PBS Kids show, all about, well, everything, as I recall. Did you ever watch? Did you watch a lot of Zoom growing up, Andrew? Yes, but I think that theme song is from sometime in the '90s. I don't really. I mean, it probably could have 
stay the theme song, but I don't remember a theme song. Well, I was torn between, when we talked about this a bit, I was torn between putting that and the Z-Mail song in, because that one was pretty good, too. Um, I mean, it's very catchy, but because we got to talk about the whole concept of, of emailing or sending a letter to a TV show, because they did read them from time to time. Yeah. But what do you send in? What do you even say to the to the Zoom kids? I mean, they're celebrities. Well, I got to meet some of them at a conference at the National Building Museum once. Really? And I feel like at the time I recognized some of them, so that was interesting, but probably didn't ask them a lot. <laughs> Dang. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't ask them about any like cool experiments? Ask them about how to get into college? <laughs> uh, nice. I don't think I did. I feel like they did a lot of stuff that didn't involve like it was all like household equipment, right? Did they yeah. have like chemicals and stuff? Yeah, they did kind of like vinegar and baking soda type oh. science experiments. So no elephant toothpaste. No, I don't think so. <laughs> they didn't go that hard. Um, they did. They had this one sketch where I guess it was like, oh, what is that old play? I don't know. They they did these weird mime sketches. I don't know if you remember that. They would do sketches, but they didn't have any words. And um, were they science sketches? No, no. They it didn't was just like science at all. No, it was usually like parodying classic literature or something. And they did one that I think it was Romeo and Juliet, but maybe Rumpelstiltskin was also somehow involved or something. I don't know. But the important part was if this girl touched the prickly tip of a pineapple she would be cursed, and that was supposed to be in parody of some story where if a girl touched the uh, the needle point on, like, some sewing thing, then she would be cursed or whatever. Really? Maybe that was Sleeping Beauty. I really don't remember. Um, but anyway, all I can remember is them miming out, like, really trying not to touch a pineapple, and it it was disturbing. Really? Yeah. You know something else that has Rumpelstiltskin in it and what? is better than Shrek 3? What? Can you guess? Um, well, you already said it wasn't Shrek 3. It's better than Shrek 3, and it has Rumpelstiltskin on it. Is it Shrek 4? Yes. <laughs> and pretty soon here, we're going to have Shrek 5 to be talking about. Oh, my. And by pretty soon, I mean it's probably going to be like three years still. But We should do a Shrek 5 episode and at the same time also do an Avatar 4 episode because they'll come out around the they- same time. Probably. Avatar 6 is already in the works, according to James Cameron. So I think it's going to be five total. Is I'm it really? Sure. It's a six? lot. Oh, my gosh. Well, we'll have plenty well, of time we'll to do some research. Back. But, yeah. For now, we have even more learning to do. Mm-hmm. And this is a very special kind of learning. It's learning you do with your ears. Mm-hmm. We had some elementary school learning there a second ago with Zoom, and now we're going to take it even further back. This one should be a throwback, one of those golden oldies. Coming up next, we've got Turkish March by Mozart. Popularized by Baby Einsteins.
WGMU on WGMURadio.com, Mason Cable Channel 8.2, and on the Radio Flag Music app. That was The Hungarian March by Mozart. Wolfgang Amadeus. I said popularized by Baby Einsteins. I want to correct myself and make it clear that I knew the company is Baby Einstein. It's pretty critical. Not to be confused with Little Einsteins. I have gotten that wrong in the past, but it's no longer my fault. Well, Little Einsteins is for a uh, much older target demographic. Yeah. Baby Einstein is for, I believe, below like the age of young, two. Young, very young. Yeah, very young. And uh, there's actually been quite a bit of controversy about uh, Baby Einstein because, well, it has to do with just watch, putting your kid in front of a TV and walking away, which is understandable, but... You know, as I was looking through some some Baby Einstein, you know, clips to do my due diligence in researching this episode, as we often do, um, I found that a lot of the the toys and various trinkets that they were holding the camera up in front of seemed a little, uh, well, a little devious. Maybe a little. Hidden I would I would hesitate to say satanic, but certainly with pagan hidden symbolism in the baby Einstein cassette tapes. Now I don't know I don't know what their what their master plan is, obviously. However, the Baby Einstein company is getting into our houses early and they're getting in often and well quite quite frankly, Baby Einstein's is Einstein Nine. singular. They're they're teaching our kids the devil's way, I think is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I did not know before, like yesterday, that it's literally just clip, like stock footage of toys panning past toys on the ground with classical music playing. I mean, like for real, it seems like there, there's got to be some meaning to them. Like you can't just watch something that has no meaning and not, you can't do it. Your, your brain, at least maybe because we're older now. <laughs> You have to build a story about Baby why Einstein industry infant entertainment. <laughs> that sounds like a good industry. Man, I bet the infant entertainment industry is completely untapped. <laughs> well, not completely because Baby Einstein is there. Wow, they've made quite a few videos. They've been cranking them out since 1997. Uh, I believe the one that I had was Baby Beethoven Symphony of Fun. Really? Based only on the fact... Oh, no, that was Mozart. Is there a Baby Mozart? Because the one I had when I was little, and I don't think I was two because I have, like, concrete memories of watching it, but it was just, like, those, like, lava toys. You know the ones that's, like, it's an hourglass, or it's, like, a... I don't know what you'd call it, like a plastic container filled with water, and like there's some colorful oil. that is, like, squishy, and there's little... Mm fish inside no more like the it's it's a plastic container full of water and it's got colorful oil on the top and it sort of drips down oh, and yeah. it goes down all these little things they just filmed it and close it, up and played classical music does that was the, the name tape. of each one like there's baby shakespeare baby beethoven do the videos actually incorporate which the person they're named after do you know i don't know i mean they in Baby Mozart, here we go, in 1998, that sounds about right for when my parents would have bought it. It was Mozart music, at least for that song that I can remember from it. 
but I'm not sh- I'm not so sure but about. I assume they're not cranking out baby Van Gogh music. Yeah, and well, that might be paintings though. I don't know what they're doing for like uh, baby Wordsworth or baby Shakespeare. That'd be pretty intense. That'd be an interesting way to learn English. Is like only read Shakespeare to your children and talk in like Shakespearean language. I think that's what I'm gonna do. And also, this is probably something I could have figured out by going to the Wikipedia article, but. If Mozart wrote Turkish March, it, he's not Turkish at all. That's he's, true. He's from Austria. I mean, well, I guess he could be partially Turkish. I don't know. But isn't that a little bit of appropriating? It does seem that way to me. So I won't stand for it. I'm actually going to start petitioning against Mozart. Get rid of all the Mozart statues? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. We're, we're treading into hot water here, so let's move straight along. You know, You know how we're treading into that hot water, Andrew? How are we? We're we're treading in there quickly, and I couldn't have used the word quickly had we not had our adverbs coming up next. Ready, Pop? Yep. Ready, son? Uh-huh. Let's go. Let's go. One, two. Lolly, 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 get your adverbs here. Lolly, 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 got some adverbs here. Come on down to Lolly's, get the adverbs here. You're going to need if you write or read or even think about it. Lolly, 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 get your adverbs here. Got a lot of Lolly Johnny adverbs here. Anything you need and we can make it absolutely clear. An adverb is a word. That's all it is. And there's a lot of them. That modifies a verb. Sometimes a verb. Sometimes. It modifies an adjective. Or else another adverb. And so you see, that is positively very, very necessary. Lolly, 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 get your adverbs here. Father, son, and lolly selling adverbs here. Got a lot of adverbs and we make it clear. So come to lolly. Hello, folks. This is Lolly Sr. saying we have every adverb in the book, so come on down and look. Hello, folks. Lolly Jr. here. Suppose your house needs painting. How are you going to paint it? That's where the adverb comes in. We can also give you a special intensifier so you can paint it very neatly or rather sloppily. Ah! Hi. Suppose you're going nut gathering. Your buddy wants to know where and when. Use an adverb and tell him. Get your adverb. Use it with an adjective. It says much more. Anything described can be described some more. Anything you'd ever need is in the store. And so you choose very carefully every word you use. Use it with a verb. It tells us how you did. Where it happened, where you're going, where you've been. Use it with another adverb. That's the end. And even more. These questions are answered when you use an adverb. Come and get it, lolly, 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 get your adverbs here. Quickly, 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 get those adverbs here. Slowly, surely, really learn your adverbs here. You're going to need them if you read them, if you write or talk or think about them, lolly. If it's an adverb, we have it at lollies. Bring along your old adjectives, too, like slow, soft, and sure. We'll fit them out with our L-Y attachment and make perfectly good adverbs out of them. Get your adverbs here. Lots of good tricks and lollies, so come on down. Lolly, lolly, lolly. Adverbs deal with manner, place, time. Lolly, lolly, lolly. Condition, reason. Father, son, and lolly. Comparison, contrast. Lolly, lolly, lolly. Enrich your language with adverbs. Lolly, lolly, lolly. Besides, they're absolutely free. Lolly, lolly, lolly. 
delicious service. Indubitably. WGMU. That was, of course, Lolly, 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 Get Your Adverbs Here by Schoolhouse Rock. And uh, as Andrew pointed out, do you think they're called Lolly because their name ends in L-Y, which is, in fact, how adverbs work? It's probably. It's quite an observation. He. It's probably more obvious it. to everyone else that's listened to it for years, but it took us a while. When they say that they're lolly, that means that they are, they are lowing in no. They're doing their verbs in a low way. It's like lowly. I don't know. Not important. <laughs> when we were tasked with deciding a schoolhouse rock song to pick. We, you know, we obviously talked about Bill and uh, what's the other big one? Uh, Conjunction Junction. Oh, yeah. And um, we thought we wanted to play a mainstream one, but not a casual one. We didn't play the fun song in the SpongeBob episode. We're not going to yeah. play I'm Just a Bill on something different. Absolutely. We don't – you want you want to listen to I'm Just a Bill? Go check out WJMU. I hear they play that kind of <laughs> crap over there. But <laughs> Although I do have to say I've somewhat always had the opinion that people our age act like they have more of a connection to Schoolhouse Rock than they really do. Yeah. Like, I have not seen that many of them. Yeah, we had one tape when I was growing up for the uh, the math one. Or maybe it was just the best of because I think it did have that on there as well. And then our relation to Bill Nye is a little warmer. I feel like most people have seen some more Bill I, Nye. And I then think it's safe to school- say. Magic School Bus comes after that, and that's yeah. like most people have seen quite a few. Yep, for sure. Those are probably our main educators, uh, other than the teachers, I guess. But our main educators in school were certainly Bill Nye and uh, the Magic School Bus. I'd say Bill Nye's definitely up there. I mean, maybe they were made in the 90s or mm-hmm. late 90s, but we still we definitely watched them. I think I heard rumors of a Netflix uh, revival of... Magic School Bus. Have you heard anything about that? Uh, I can't say I have. Well, then it's Is it going to be false. like the Netflix revival of Bill Nye, where they just take Miss Frizzle up on a stage and, and like make her really just kind of boring? <laughs> I hope so. Crazy. Nice. Um, well, something that's a lot like Schoolhouse Rock in that the name is similar, and that's it. <laughs> is School of Rock, which I've had similar exposure to. Well. No, I mean, I've seen the whole movie, but it has been a while, I have to say. There's not a lot of Jack Black movies I remember a huge portion of, but that's because I haven't seen many. Yeah. Well, we we, we got to get you watching Nacho Libre, but we'll discuss Nacho after, after the song. So, coming up next, we've got Zach's song by the School of Rock cast.
WGMU. That was a good one. Yeah, it was Zach's song from School of Rock, a phenomenal Jack Black movie. Um, a phenomenal Miranda Cosgrove movie. Yeah, Miranda Cosgrove was a little, uh, a little ugly. A little pre iCarly days in that one. Yeah, little. I wouldn't say ugly, but I would certainly say she looked like a horse and in all the wrong ways. So, you know, Miranda Cosgrove. Um, Certainly, certainly grew into her acting ability uh, as she got older. But in that one, she was just kind of like a loud and mean lady. I don't know. That was her whole character was just to be very um, loud and very mean to the whole a cast. Mean, a mean lady. She was like eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Jack Black put her in as like the band's manager, and her whole job was just to be angry at the band. And that's that's all Miranda Cosgrove did. So she doesn't sing. I don't think she sings, but what makes me angry is that when they did the School of Rock reunion tour and, like, all the original cast from the movie came, mm-hmm. Miranda Cosgrove did, in fact, sing, and it was outrageous, and I cried. You know who was not at a thing doing a thing that relates to this? Who was not at a thing doing a thing? Drake that- was not at Josh's wedding because Josh is a fiend, but it's okay because I subsequently, as I've bragged about to most of the viewers— Got Josh to block me on Twitter, so. In a fit of rage. Yeah, he was mad. He had to go to my profile and click block. <laughs> Man, I wish I could make someone that upset that was that famous. That is. It's not hard. You just go to his profile and respond to one of his tweets snarkily about not inviting him to his wedding, and he will block you. Did they feud? Was there, like, an issue between Drake and Josh? Yeah, but. Apparently they're cool now, which makes it even funnier because, like, it's all in the past, <laughs> supposedly. And yet on every one of his tweets, someone's like, 
well, why didn't you invite Drake to the wedding? <laughs> nice. Yep. Well, if Drake wasn't at a wedding, you know what was at a war? What? Color. As in, this next common song is The War Was In Color by Carbon Lee. Which will take some explaining, but let's listen to it first. I see you found a box of my things Infantry's tanks and smoldering airplane wings These old pictures are cool, tell me some stories was it like the old war movies? Sit down, son, let me fill you in. Where to begin? Let's start with the end. This black and white photo don't capture the skin. From the flash of a gun to a soldier who's done. Trust me, grandson, the war was in color. From shipyard to sea. to battle cry I wore the mask up high on a daylight run that held my face in its clammy hand crawled over coconut logs and corpses in the coral sand where to begin let's start with the and white photo don't capture the skin from the shock of a shell or the memory of smell if red is for hell the war was in color I held the canvas bag over the railing the dead released with the ship still sailing out of our hands and into the swallowing sea. I felt the crossfire stitching up soldiers into a blanket of dead. And as the night grows colder and a window back home, a blue star is traded for gold. Oh. Start with the end This black and white photo Don't capture the skin When metal is churned And bodies are burned Victory earned The war was in color 
my grave at age 21, long before you were born, before I bore a son. What good did it do? Well, hopefully for you, a world without war, a life full of color. Where to begin? Start with the end. This black and white photo never captured my skin. Once it was torn from an enemy thorn. Straight through the core, the war was in color. Where to begin? Let's start with the end. This black and white photo never captured my skin. From the flash of a gun to a soldier who's done. To rust me, grandson. The war was in color. To rust me, grandson. The war was in color. The war was in color. WGMU, and that was The War Was in Color by Carbon Leaf, which I know from having it played in seventh grade history to teach about whatever the war is that he's singing about. We could probably use our context clues to figure it out. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. I think that was the point back in the class. I have no idea now, but it is a smooth song. It is a smooth song. I think they may even be a local-ish group. Local-ish. I'll, I'll do some research because we should have done that earlier. Um, but Carbon Leaf, the band. Let's see if this Richmond, Virginia. There you go. Nice. Known for their alt-country, Celtic, and folk-infused indie rock. That's awesome. There you have it. Not to be confused with the band our high school uh, history teacher was in, Mr. Ruiz, which at the moment I cannot remember, but they mostly did... <laughs> Um, Chuck Berry covers and Mr. Ruiz was the singer. It's pretty strange. Really? Yeah. Oh, we'll have to play that on the epi- on the show someday if I can find it. That might be difficult. <laughs> but yeah, we did some sort of assignment with that song, and uh, it was good. We only listened to like the first thirty seconds of it or something, though. So. Well, I would I would recommend while. We're kind of off. This is kind of off topic. I'm sorry. (laughs) We were supposed to be talking at a certain point. We were going to play a Muzzy song, but but I don't think there are any Muzzy songs. Yeah. So I just really wanted to talk about Muzzy. Popped Muzzy onto the notes for the war was in color. (laughs) Because Muzzy is a color. He is green. Muzzy is green. He's an alien. He's voiced by Jack May. May is three letters, as is color. If you take out the two O's, it's just it all adds up. I would recommend everyone goes to the Wikipedia page. Muzzy comes back like as fast as they possibly can because it's just it's a good page. It's got all the right things on it. And did you know that he eats clocks? Muzzy, the friendly green clock eating monster. Muzzy must be a Chilungi. I feel like I remember in our day on like 
Well, not PBS, but I feel like I remember seeing 1-800-TV-order commercials for yeah. Muzzy Tapes, which is kind of weird because it seems as though they were basically only ever released in the 80s. Yeah, that's I'm a good confused. point. And there's never been an additional Muzzy film after the two in the 80s. Really? Muzzy in Gondo Land, which is pretty similar to... Muzzy Comes Back? Oh, I am guess I'm thinking of Grouchland. I was going to change it to Gonzo Land. Gonzo is a Muppet, but it's not Gonzo Land. Dang. Hmm. Well, we'll have plenty of time for Muppet but talk a little later in Muzzy the Muzzy is supposed to be educational? Yeah, and he eats clocks and is apparently a polyglot. I wonder if that has anything to do with the, the clock-eating aspect. As I recall, trying to learn a language took a lot of time, so... Perhaps Muzzy's he life hack. In extra time. He just soaks in bonus time by eating clocks. I'm gonna try that technique. Maybe I can get some of my some of my papers done by just eat an entire clock first. You know what you'd be able to get a lot of done if you had that ability? What? A lot of Latin homework. That's true. That just, is true. I would probably I would say I would know all the verb forms and even more importantly, I would know the noun forms, as in the Latin declension. Song. Now, in Latin, there are only five declensions. All the endings you must memorize and say. A is for the nominative, A-E genitive, and dative, I'm accusative, the ablative long A. Start with A, I, I, am, ah, then I, R, am, is, as, is, and repeat the first declension every day. A is for the nominative, A-E genitive, and dative, I'm accusative, the ablative long A. Now, the second one is very, very simple. O-C-O-M-O-E, orum, is, os, is. And the neuter starts with bellum, belly, bellow, bellum, bellow. Plural, ah, orum, is, ah, is. Start with osi o um o, then e orum e so It is masculine. Remember five apiece. And the neuter starts with bellum belly bello bellum bello plural ah orum is ah is. You will find that when you come to third declension, nouns will end in l and r and s and x. Dux and ducis duki ducem duke lucis luki lucem luke consul. Imperator, miles, rex. Start with blankus, E-M-A, third declension for today. Asum, ebus, ace, ebus, say it next. Dux and dukis, duki, dukem, duke, lucis, luki, lucem, luke, consul, imperator, miles, rex. One, two, three, and then we come to fourth declension. Osus, ui, um, and u, it's just a ball. Plural, us, um, ebus, us, accusative, and ebus. Now we're ready for the fifth, and that is all. Start with ace, a, a, m, a. Then the plural right away. Ace and arum, abus, ace, abus, too. First you say it, then you play it, but be sure you every day it, and with all the five declensions, we are through. Now you have to learn your verbs and conjugations. Present, o, as, at, and amas, atis, ant. The imperfect starts with abem, abes, abat, then abamos, batis, ending up third plural, wokabant. Start the future, wokabo, wokabis, and wokabit, 
Woka Bemis, Woka Beatis, Woka Bunt. Start the perfect with Wokawi, Woka Wisty, and Wokawit, Woka Wemis, Woka Wictus, and Erunt. To the perfect stem at Eram, Eras, Erat. Then Aramis, then Aratis, then Arant. When you've ended the pluperfect, future perfect, Ero, Eris, Erit, Erimus, Aritis, and Erint. Start Ale, Ela, Elud, Quiquai, Quote, and Hikai, Hak. Is an Ea, Id, a Kara, Chris, a Ego, Mei, Mihi, Mei, Mei. Two and two, E, T, B, Te, Te. That's the end. And now it's time to shout, Hooray! WGMU, that's all on you, Isaiah. Man, that is, uh, well, first of all, that was the Latin conjugation, or I'm sorry, the Latin declension song. Um, if you're unfamiliar, declensions are sort of like uh, verb conjugations, but for nouns. So, you know, the nominative is like the subject of the sentence, the accusative is the object of the sentence, et cetera, et cetera. And there are five different kinds of nouns in Latin, and each is de declined in a different way. And it's very hard to memorize how to do it. Yeah, the guy in that song has a bit of an upper hand reading it. Like, you can tell yeah. he's reading it all straight <laughs> off of the list. I got through the, the first declension. That one's the easiest one. And then he threw a real curveball, like, putting in the verbs at the end, too. That was just extra confusing. Well, you seem to have it still pretty down from high school, so well, thank I you. commend you. I, I try my best. I like <laughs> to feel the same way about a song that's coming up in a little bit, but it's not quite as impressive as that. Uh, we got we got a screenshot from one of our listeners of he took a picture of the screen with what was playing and sent it to my old Latin teacher Mrs. Campbell nice. via Facebook message. So we've that'll be interesting to see how she responds to a message from a student she hasn't spoken with in I don't know five years. <laughs> really, you Sending... haven't been back in? Wait. No, no, not me. I I went back. Freshman year, I just assume Nick has not been uh, in Nick regular has contact been back. I, with Miss Campbell. I don't know. I'll have to ask him. I mean, he's at least I talked to, to her assumptions. when we were there, which was less than five years ago. So. Oh, okay. Well, my bad. My bad. Yeah, but it's all good. <laughs> Facebook <next>. messenger. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, we have one that is not educational, but it actually mentions specifically education several times. Can you guess what it is? Um, well, I, I've got the sheet right in front of me, but would you like me to guess anyway? Sure. Uh, my guess would be the wall by the President of the United States. The President of the United States of America, that band, that old band. <laughs> I <laughs> no, don't think kidding. so. By Pink Floyd.
Something different will return after a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, Patriot, this is your conscience speaking. I know you're busy writing that paper, but we both know that you don't write well when you don't have great music to listen to. Try WGMU Radio. It's Mason's 24-7 student-run radio station where they play a variety of music like Beck and Atlas Genius. You can listen on WGMURadio.com. Why are you still listening to me? Listen to WGMU. Alrighty. So. Why is she saying don't listen to me, listen to WGMU, when if you are listening to her, there's, are they playing that ad on other radio stations? Maybe. That doesn't make any sense. They're probably not, but. Speaking of, we still don't have our promo (laughs) that we recorded like. A year ago at this point. <laughs> That's all right. We'll find it someday. But that last song was The Wall Part 2. Yep, Part 2. Pink Floyd. And I got to be honest, I do not like listening to the kids talking that. You don't think that schoolboys with Cockney accents have a voice smoother than butter? No. My wow. brother likes to talk about, I think I've talked about this on air before, but in Pachelbel's Christmas Canon... With the, on this day, on this night, on this night, on this very Christmas night. Or in uh, Glad You Came, The Wanted, and you another dance, dance it if you can. Uh, <laughs> it's like that. Um, Sorry. Have you, wait, <laughs> did you just sing the Kings Bop, Kids Bop version? Yeah. Good, very good. We got to keep and it clean. And they're probably not actually British in uh that version, they are British in the original, and they do sound like that. You must really hate the Beatles' Christmas song with all those oh. young British Vietnamese kids talking about how the war's over. It's not as bad. It has a good message. Not as bad. All right, fair I enough. Don't know if, I don't know if saying kids shouldn't go to school is a good message, so, <laughs> so well, I'm going to remain with my opinions. Well, look what happened to Pink Floyd. They didn't go to school, and then they became and international superstars. Dead. Well, no, Most only the the good members are dead, as as it always is. Mm-hmm. Well, but you know what is a thing that the one member of is probably not dead. <laughs> no, what? Billy B, one of the uh, assembly performers of our time and before in Fairfax County. And we've got a lot to say about that. So, oh yes, we do. Let's listen in to It's Happening Today in the Chesapeake Bay by Billy B. And then we'll be right back. Rivers rolling down to the sea That's usually where the bays will be Three sides of the land and one side open To the freshwater lake or the saltwater ocean Open to the ocean From my yard and my street All the water runs to the Chesapeake From central New York to Virginia Beach All the rivers roll to the Chesapeake The Chesapeake 
Chesapeake. Hey, hey, it happened today. Hey, it happened today in the Chesapeake Bay. Hey, hey, it happened today. Hey, it happened today in everyone's bay. From my yard down the street, through the sewer to the creek to the river, consider what water seeks. It flows to where the land is low. Commanded by gravity to the bay, it goes from the mountains, melting snow and rain. From the farms and the city, storm drains from our actions and the life we've led. We're living and giving to our own watershed. Mm. Hey, hey, it happened today, hey, it happened today in the Chesapeake Bay. Hey, hey, it happened today, hey, it happened today in everyone's bay. So when bodies of water open out to the sea, and the Fundy, like Mobile, Cape Cod, and San Francisco, the Hudson and the Galveston and the Prudhoe. There's Tampa, Narragansett, and Green Bay, the Georgian Coos, and Monterey, Saginaw, Florida, and Chincoteague. Each one's a bay and each one's unique. Ooh. Hey, hey, it happened today, it happened today in the Chesapeake Bay. Hey, hey, it happened today, it happened today. My yard and my street, all the water runs to the Chesapeake. From Central New York to Virginia Beach, all the rivers roll to the, the Chesapeake. The Chesapeake, the Chesapeake. Hey, hey, it happened today, it happened today in the Chesapeake Bay. Hey, hey, it happened today, it happened today in everyone's bay. WGMU. That was, of course, it's happening today, and in parentheses, in the Chesapeake Bay by Billy B. Who I am familiar with because he once came to White Oaks, my elementary school, as well as my brother's elementary school, for a assembly. And I, in my lifetime, I don't really remember that many musical performers coming to assemblies, especially ones that actually had a, like, were singing about local things. There was once a band called Almost Recess that came, and they That's played, but that name. was just uh, a cappella. It wasn't about anything local, and, like, we had clowns and stuff. But I don't think we had that many singing performers. What about you? We, we had one singing performer whose name entirely escapes me, but... He sang a song about these black beetles that live also in the Chesapeake Bay called The Bugs in Black to the tune of the Men in Black uh, theme song. And that was pretty wild. But um, even better than that, we had, they also sang, so I guess this kind of counts as a musician. We had this ventriloquist come to uh, West Springfield Elementary when I was little. Um, I don't know what his name personally was, but his puppet troupe was called Nana Puddin, and they were all, like, monkey puppets, and they, like, really enjoyed bananas and other various primate activities. And they told us about saying no to drugs and saying yes to Nana Puddin and various other fruits. And, uh, you know, just told us all about how to live a, a healthy, active lifestyle. 
So, you know, it was a good it was a good assembly. It was a nice assembly of puppets. There were some monkeys. There was like sort of a fake looking there was like a Jeff Dunham knockoff kind of thing. So, it was good. It all worked out. Nice. That's awesome. Um this one coming up next is actually one that I know from middle school being shown it in Miss Savani's eighth grade science class, which I got a six hundred on the SOL for. Oh my gosh. Uh and she put that on she, your resume. When she played it in the class, she said that she would have students come back from college and say that they still sang the song in college, and I can report that that is correct. I do still sing the song in college. It's a good one. And we're about to sing the song in college. Let's go. Here's the Electromagnetic Spectrum song by Emerson Fu and Wan Yan. We've been waiting for this one a very, very long time. of radiation let me tell you what they are radio waves microwaves infrared radiation visible ultraviolet x-rays gamma rays from the tv station to your living room that is the work of radio waves Food in just seconds, microwaves do that. Heat treatment for illness, take pictures in the dark. They are even in your remote control. Infrared radiation, the electromagnetic spectrum is just a name. A range of radiation, let me tell you what they are. Radio waves, microwaves, infrared radiation, visible ultraviolet x-rays, gamma rays. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. That is the only part of the spectrum that can be seen by us. The sun tan on your skin, kill bacteria and viruses. Used to detect forgery, that is ultraviolet. The electromagnetic spectrum is just a name. Of a range of radiation, let me tell you what they are. Radio waves, microwaves, infrared radiation, visible ultraviolet x-rays, gamma rays. See your broken bones and your hidden bombs, that is the work of x-rays. Cancer cells and sterilize Dangerous gamma rays do that Now we have completed The electromagnetic spectrum 
If you still do not understand, then play the song again. The electromagnetic spectrum is just a name. Mother range of radiation, let me tell you what they are. Radio waves, microwaves, infrared radiation, visible light, ultraviolet X-rays, gamma rays, radio waves, microwaves, infrared radiation, visible light, ultraviolet X-rays, gamma rays. WGMU. We got a few looks uh, from passersby for that one, but I think those were looks of just purely grasping the entire concept of the electromagnetic spectrum. That's what those looks Certainly. said. Emerson Fu and Wan Yan had the right idea. I agree. If there is anything I I was curious about more than the electromagnetic spectrum, there wasn't. That's That's the end of that. The electromagnetic spectrum is where it ends. And they also, you know, this is this may have been a little too avant-garde, may have flown over some of you guys' heads, but radio waves were in that song, and they were traveling over the well, microwaves because that's how Wi-Fi works, and we don't have a radio antenna. But still, very interesting, interesting. stuff. I hadn't considered that. we got to do a radio episode where all the songs are about radio. <laughs> That might be possible. It's probably possible. Um, well, in the meantime, while we're planning that radio episode, you know what else traveled on a frequency? I don't. The I popular really don't. Nickelodeon Nick Jr. TV show, Yo Gabba Gabba. And this song's so it's important. Similar you guys. time to what you might have thought I was going to say. Um, similar bright colors, similar cranking songs. I think we've already played the best one, but from this, possibly we may have played in the in the bodybuilding episode. Maybe if we were smart at all, we would have played "Party in My Tummy." I think we did actually, but this one's all jokes aside, guys. I don't believe very strongly about a lot of things, but I think this is a really uh. If the whole nation could listen to one song, if the whole nation could tune in right now, this would be the song I want them to hear. Party in My Tummy doesn't teach anything. It doesn't educate anything. This does. This one will blow your this mind. This instills such core values in you, you won't even begin to believe it. This is the song that will unite the nation. This is from Yo Gabba Gabba, and I think you can figure out what it's called. Hello again! Hey, everyone's playing together right now. <laughs> Look, there they are. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, stop. Muno, we can't play if you bite Poofa. We don't ever want to bite our friends. Don't, don't. 
is a robot that is why he laughs like that that is such a great song <laughs> yeah i that is a pretty good preschool lesson yeah i agree it's uh it's one of those things it's a value that is so often forgotten to be instilled in our youth which is don't bite your friends well i never got bitten by any preschoolers the only person i've ever been bitten by i think we were in like second grade and i was i was the bite receiver the bitey, yeah, not the biter. Uh, yes, I just want to make that clear. I don't think I ever bit anyone when I was when I was little, but I also never watched Yo Gabba Gabba, uh-huh. so I was never instructed not to bite my friends by that song. <laughs> also, <laughs> something I've discussed with my brother seems like a apt place to discuss right here is like when you cook meat, does it make it easier to bite through? Um, like, does it break some of the? It must bones break or some proteins or something. Because yeah. Because I've like, could you, like, if you have a cooked steak, can you steak? Can you take a bite out of it as easily as you could if you just went to your arm and bit out of it? Um, like, if you were attacking someone and you wanted to just take a chomp <laughs> out of the side of them, do you think you could do it? Like, I know you could tear off an ear or something, but like, I, I mean, a real fleshy hunk. I don't know. <laughs> a hankering for a hunk of flesh. I would, I would imagine maybe if you had really strong teeth, I think that's what that it would, would come help. down to. But I think the, the cooked aspect definitely makes it more tender. And also, like, they're, like, punching and massaging the meat in the stores before, you know, before it's ever in the oven. So there's that to think about as I well. I always make sure that my steaks are properly punched. I mean, if you're really, if you're really him, pummeling this fella. Yeah, if you're giving a little pump. If you're really pummeling this guy that that you're about to take a bite out of because you're so enraged by this fight, maybe he will be tender enough. I don't know. You know what is 
absolutely absurdly tender. What is? Custard or flan, as less people call it. But if we're ready to move on, we've got a wonderful little This song is as tender as flan coming up. This is one Isaiah picked out for us. That's a great one. See if you can figure out how this connects to the episode. I think I think it'll come to you rather quickly. Coming up, we've got Flan by Jake Chutnow. WGMU. So, you got the explanation for that? Yeah, that song was from pretty much every Vsauce video ever made. That's how he ends it. If uh, you guys had a little tickling in your brain, you were like, what is the song? I can't figure it out. It's it's Vsauce, who is the famous YouTube educator. Who and was the famous YouTube educator? Yeah, now he's the famous YouTube Red educator, and I'm not oh. paying for that. He puts out one video a year. Some no, it's not that bad, but it's <laughs> it's like one every four months. But yeah. they're pretty quality when they do come out. I gotta say, those ones are still free. Yeah, those no? are still free. Okay. He put out a whole season of uh, I think it's called Vsauce Mind Maze or something like that. It's like literally a TV show. Like it's filmed on a, sta- on a sound stage. They do like all this crazy high budget stuff. It's really cool. I get Dang. you can watch the first episode for free. Uh, very good, very good stuff. But yep, Vsauce is an excellent uh, internet educator up in the ranks of uh, who are some other good internet educators? Uh, what's his Khan? Khan? Like, Khan Academy. Like Khan from Khan Academy. Big That's Salman true. Khan, I think. He's a pretty big internet educator. Yeah. I don't say so myself. I would, I would dare say maybe the biggest. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, there's number file. Yeah, that's Brady Heron. That's his name. He actually has like ten other channels. He's also got uh, one called Sixty Symbols, which is about the periodic table. There's Computer File, Philosophy File. Those are pretty dead. Objectivity. There's the one that's like the crazy looking old guy with the really crazy white frizzy hair that talks about Fort Knox. I don't know if you've seen that one. I'm not sure I have. Actually, no, he goes to the British Fort Knox. Oh. Um, that's that's still Brady Heron. I don't. Yeah. I think that's on. Uh, I think the so. chemistry one, sixty symbols. Um, and then also, oh dear, CGP Gray. Um, who's that? Oh, well, he's not educational, but there's the British guy that does. Well, he educates with toys. He educates. <laughs> oh about yeah, toys what's his name? Toys. That guy's great. Uh. Grand Illusions or something. It's something Illusions. Nice. Nice. Those well, are just some of the few. Just Fine. a few that you can tune in as soon as this episode ends. None of their videos are on YouTube until this episode ends, though. I'd like to make that perfectly clear. There's also some good Arthur videos on YouTube, I hear. I have heard the same thing. Uh, I can't say I've made any. I wish I had. I'm going to have to work on that very soon. But coming up next is... Having fun isn't hard by the cast of Arthur. Got everything you need. There's plenty to do, or you can just sit and read. This book explains how to make paper planes. This conjure map can show you mountain range terrains. Fly to the moon, explore the ocean floor. Find out which one's a tailor and which one is the art. Here's Charlie and the chocolate factory and half mad hop on pop. And book them to win card tricks. And even how to build yourself a cool door knocker. I could stay in this place for hours and hours. I like books with pictures of lots of pretty flowers. Being crushed by a giant pterodactyl. Jules Verne, H.E. Wells, and Ray Bradbury. You can take them home so you don't have to read them in a hurry. Having fun isn't hard when you've got a library card. Having fun isn't hard when you've got a library card. Eventually, I'm reading Go, 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 Go. There's a giving tree and two and, and where the wild things are. And a book on why you should not keep your brother in a jar. Let me out! All the thoughts and dreams of people throughout history. Shows and movies, the cool things never end. And don't forget the Dewey Decimal System is your friend. Who's Dewey? And don't forget the Dewey Decimal System is your friend. Who's Dewey? One, two, three. Having fun 
what did you think? Pretty good for just two guys and a cardboard TV, huh? It was okay for the basement, but it would never work on real TV. WGMU. I was going to say, do you have anything to say about Arthur? But Oh, man. That's... What kind of a question is that? Do I have anything not to say on Arthur is a better question. I guess for the sake of brevity, I won't get into it too much. And for the sake of that, we've somehow actually managed to pretty much nail the timing on this. Yeah, that never happens. So I'd hate to ruin that. But um, I have been having some thoughts about uh, Fern and Buster Baxter. Mostly about Buster Baxter and what happened to him to make him the way he is. He's like, the show portrays him as kind of a weird kid, but... I think his parents are divorced. Right? His parents are divorced, but I don't think that would cause as much like crippling anxiety about aliens and Bigfoots <laughs> and other things. He's got some serious problems going on, and I don't think that's. I, I don't think you can say that that's nature when it's an eleven-year-old boy. I think it has to be something going on in the home. So, all like I'm saying. A divorce? No, I don't think that would cause. <laughs> I don't think it would get that bad from. I mean, perhaps, but I, I think there's something to be said for what is Betty doing to him? Is that really? her name? Yeah, Betty. So someone <laughs> calls CPS on uh, on Betty, on Betty Baxter. If she, I don't know what her maiden name is. I assume she didn't keep uh, uh, whatever Buster's dad's well, name maybe is. Maybe she reverted back to it, and so she reverted back to Baxter. And Buster took his mother's name. Well, he he never gets to see his dad, does he? That's the whole premise of Postcards from Buster. Oh. Yeah, he's traveling the world with his dad. I don't think you ever see him animated, though. Man. you do, Oh, no, you do in the pilot because he picks him up from the airport, and then the whole thing is just you know him holding the camera. I've always wondered if that's the real voice actor that plays Buster holding the camera, just doing the Buster voice behind the camera. That would be cool, too. Do you know that in iCarly there was never any point that Freddy was actually filming? That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I think it would be good if he was. It would it would be good. They'd definitely have more footage. I don't know why they wouldn't film. Well, maybe just because they don't want bad he quality. May, he could have been actually filming, but I don't think they ever used anything he actually filmed. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but they certainly should have. And three, two. Point, and then Carly comes in, and Sam comes in. I wish, I wish web shows were actually like a big thing that like everyone tuned into. <laughs> were they making money off of that? Uh, I assume well, they were. At least once they get endorsements. Yeah, but probably because I think they have like millions of listeners. They had a pretty wild set. They were like the PewDiePie of uh, blogs. Well, actually, there. I remember there was an episode where they're like their ticker of viewers is going up and it might I think it's like 50,000 but that's live viewers so yeah. that's pretty good yeah and there's the one where they get all the kids to send them money and then they like <laughs> violate FCC rules or something and Principal Franklin is not feeling that but that's for another day it's for another day we'll have to get deep into iCarly soon mm -hmm. but fortunately in the meantime we can get deep into something we never get deep into uh, something that in my opinion, doesn't have fantastic school songs, but we took the liberty of finding a remix where both school songs were mixed together. One's a little better than the other, but they just combine. When they, right when they combine, they really synergize well. 
It's like lemon and lime on their own. Pretty bad. I wouldn't eat a lemon, but I would drink Sprite. There you are. So up next we have I Like Learning, but it's a mashup with Time to Learn by Mr. Maestro Man. One plus one gives you two. Two plus two will give you four. Three plus three, same as six. Four plus four is eight. Eight. One plus one gives you two. Two plus two will give you four. WGMU. Man, oh man. We do not play Lazy Town music nearly enough. Well, we will have opportunities abound this semester. <laughs> There's a guy outside who just went absolutely bananas Ham dancing. dancing to that, yeah. so I hope he was hip. But if he was hip, I wish we could have we made him a little happier with something a little better. But it's all right. <laughs> That that uh they didn't try all too hard with the calculations in that song. Yeah, they really didn't. They kind of rhymed them like they did in the Latin declension song, which may have just been luck. But well, in the remix version, they do sort of rhyme. Like they they put them to like oh, enough yeah. of a rhythm where to it's not beat. as noticeable. That's true. But you're right. In the original, it's just like it's not good. It's not really to the beat. It doesn't rhyme. There's good ones coming up in the future. Don't you worry. I've, that one was covered. a good one. That okay. was the one. That one was so good. We you're chose right, to right. end the episode on. You're it. right. You're right. It was good. They're better. <laughs> They're all good. <laughs> They're all good. It's like saying, "What's your favorite kind of ice cream?" You wouldn't say chocolate ice cream is terrible. You just say, "Chocolate's not my favorite." It's like pizza. It's like pizza. Always down to eat some pizza. Pineapple, asparagus, don't matter to me. Anyway. That's pretty much the episode. We've got our hint song coming up, mm-hmm. but it is perfectly ten thirty. We've yeah. done a pretty good job. We got had a, a had a little slow start, and then we got right back into the rhythm of things, and it's been going well. I think. I think this is going to be our greatest semester yet. And we've had pretty good viewer retention. We were at ten at one point. Now we're at nine. Yeah. That may have been Isaiah's cousin leaving us. I think it was. I think it was Levi. Classic well, Levi. Everyone else sticks by us and stick sticks around for the whole show. So, absolutely. Shout out to all the listeners and shout out to the semester ahead. It's going to be a good one. 
All right. Well, I'm Andrew. I'm Zaya. This is Something Different on WGMU. And up next, we have our hint song, What Makes You Useful by One Direction. Have a good evening. Have a delightful evening. This letter's you. You know it's true. It's not some words. There are more than a few. Uh-oh. You start uh and ugging up. You start food and there's some in this cup. 26 letters are in the alphabet, but we're here to sing about you. Sing a song.